Well, the vast majority of human history, the average height of an adult uh, man or woman didn't significantly differ. Sure, there were always, always some who were tall and some short, but in general, for the vast majority of human history, our average height has stayed roughly the same, except for the last couple of centuries, when the average height of adult human beings began to increase. Uh, and it increased to the point where today, in some Western countries, people are, on average, four inches taller than their ancestors. So the question is, why? Why have we all of a sudden gotten taller? And the answer has a lot to do with food, actually, and being able to get enough of it regularly, especially as children. If children do not get enough food to eat, if they have to endure a couple of winters where food is sparse, then their chances of growing to their full potential height are greatly diminished. In other words, not only do we need food to stay alive and sustain our life, but we need enough food for us to thrive and reach our potential physically. And this principle, which is true in regards to our natural life needing food to be sustained and thrive, uh, it's also true of our supernatural life of grace. Our gospel today hints at this reality. But before jumping into that, let's talk about what I mean by supernatural life of grace. What exactly is it? Well, let's start with grace. Grace is a share in the very life of God. We receive this sanctifying grace, grace that makes us holy, ordinarily in the sacraments Christ instituted. When we are baptized, God's own supernatural state of being is infused into our souls. The Holy Trinity becomes present within us, and we become the adopted sons and daughters of God, the heirs of heaven. And so this, this supernatural life of grace has begun in our souls at baptism. Why do we need this grace? Well, God created us for a relationship with himself, for a deep and abiding uh, communion. But for us to have a relationship with God, who is infinitely above us, we need something that elevates our nature to his, so that we can have a friendship with him. And that something is this grace. It's the vital principle of our spiritual life. But for the supernatural life of grace to be sustained, for it not to be snuffed out by sin, it must be nourished. Even more than that, for this supernatural life to thrive in us, it must be nourished regularly and often. What nourishes this supernatural life of grace, what enables the life of grace to grow and thrive within us, is the Eucharist, the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. In our gospel today, the Lord has a multitude, thousands of hungry people before him. And to make matters worse, the apostles have five loaves and two fish. That's it. But our Lord takes the loaves and fishes. He gives thanks, blesses, breaks the bread, distributes them, and miraculously multiplies um, the, the loaves and the fish that there is such an abundance they fill 12 wicker baskets with leftovers. This is an amazing miracle. But what is going on here is much deeper than Jesus simply working another miracle. Jesus is fulfilling that prophecy from our first reading of the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of the Lord's desire to satisfy this spiritual hunger, which we all uh, experience. This miraculous feeding of the 5,000 
It also points forward to the superabundance of the Eucharist, by which Christ will spiritually feed his disciples down through the ages, even down through to today. But there's one seemingly insignificant detail of this gospel that always stands out to me. They all ate and were satisfied. Now, on the surface, this seems to be something like a throwaway line that just, you know, uh, lets us know that, that there was a superabundance of food and everybody had their fill. But on a deeper level, it points to the truth that Jesus Christ is the only one who feeds an empty soul and fills a hungry soul with a good thing, with, with good things. We need to recognize that we are spiritually hungry. Before we can eat and be satisfied, we need to realize that we are hungry in need to eat that we are spiritually hungry. And we live in a culture uh, that tries, uh, that, that can make it difficult to recognize this spiritual hunger. You know, we can go trying to satiate this hunger with all kinds of worldly things. There's an old saying that every man who knocks on the door of a brothel is really looking for God, really trying to, to satiate this gnawing spiritual hunger in his heart and soul. But in the end, Nothing we do can change the fact that only God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can fill the void in our heart and soul. As St. Augustine wrote, um, famously wrote, Thou hast created us for thyself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. We need to acknowledge this spiritual hunger so that we can go regularly get the supernatural food that enables our supernatural life to grow and to be nourished, to grow and thrive. We need to go to our Lord, who is really, truly, and substantially present in the Eucharist, to allow him to fill us in abundance and bring us to the heights of sanctity that he has called us to. And you know what? Sometimes people hear that, heights of holiness, and they think, wow, that's prideful. But it's not. You know, if that sounds prideful, consider one of the offertory prayers at Mass. As the priest or deacon pours a drop of water into the chalice, he softly prays, By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. In that prayer, we are asking God to grant the proper effect of the Eucharist, which is nothing less than that we may come to share more fully in his divinity. It's not pride to simply acknowledge what our Lord has um, called us to. That is the height of holiness that we are called to, and that is a height that we can't arrive at by our own effort alone, but a height that he will take us to if we open ourselves up to the superabundance of spiritual nourishment he offers us in the Eucharist. So let us resolve to eat and have our fill, so that Christ in the Eucharist may sustain, nourish, and grow our supernatural life of grace, the supernatural life of grace within us, making us into the saints he created us to be.